Welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Russ Chevalier. In the last episode, I talked about how I'm spending more and more time with my quad cortex instead of with physical amplifiers. I noted then that I really like physical amplifiers and that it was not an either-or, really more of a convenience and portability thing. Nothing's changed from that. However, all of us are well aware of the increasing number of pedals that are not amps, but act like they're amps. We'll call them pedal amps. While it may not have been the first one, Strymon's Iridium did and still does a great job at this, providing very good simulations of a Fender, a Vox, and a Marshall amplifier. It also includes three IR-based cabinet simulations for each amp. The key thing here is that you can work with a device like the Iridium without having any amplifier at all, instead running direct to the PA from the pedal or to a recording desk interface from the pedal. That's why I bought my Iridium in the first place, to use as an alternative to miking an amplifier for the purposes of recording. There's a decent effects chain in front of it that happens to be all Strymon pedals, and frankly it works really nicely. Of course, we cannot forget the first professionally used tools that came from Tech 21 NYC in their Sonsamp lineup. As time has passed, we've seen even more releases from different vendors that will leverage a powered speaker such as an FRFR or a PA, as well as units that include their very own power amplifier and thus can directly drive the speaker cabinet of your choice. The Iridium, of course, is not alone. Walrus Audio has their excellent Mako Series AC1. It's a great all-around tool, but if you want that high-gain sound, you might want to try some other alternatives. It is nice and compact, but some owners have found that the small size places the two foot switches a bit too close together. Again, you got to check for yourself. The folks at Blackstar have done a number of products in their Department 10 Amped line. My buddy Shane uses one for a lot of his gigs and he loves it. Now while I lack a lot of personal experience with the device, I've heard what Shane can do with the Amped model that he owns, and I have to say it sounds terrific. He really likes that he can pair it with the speaker cabinet of his choice. Another option, although it's a bit pricey and a little harder to find, is the very excellent Blue Guitar Amp 1 Mercury Edition. It also has a 100 watt power amp inside. Like the Blackstar units, they're solid state amps, engineered to sound like tubes. Run them through a decent cabinet, they're all going to sound really great, and that includes the Blue. The folks over at Victory Amplification put actual tubes in their V4 pedal amplifiers and have also released the V1 series that are smaller, taking up less space on your pedal board, and they don't have the power amp sections. You still need to run them to a powered speaker or, as line inputs, to a PA or interface with the caveat that they have no cabinet simulations as part of the devices. So, you're going to have to find another way to provide the sound of specific cabinets. Orange amplifiers also have a couple of options, including their 20-watt Tiny Terror pedal amp. 
So do Hughes and Kettner, and they've got a unit with a 200-watt Class D power amp built in. The good folks over at Two Notes just introduced the Opus, which provides amplifier simulation as well as access to that superb Two Notes library of cabinet simulations. It presently includes five different amp sims, and you can even change the virtual tubes for different sound palettes. While the names are as typical, rather foggy, think Fender, Ampeg, Marshall, Vox, and 5150. These alignments are based on my own educated guesses. I could be wrong. Two Notes says that more amps will be available through firmware updates. Another line, and one where I have plenty of experience, is with the pedal amps from Universal Audio. They offer the Woodrow 55, that is like a 55 Fender Tweed, the Ruby 63, which is effectively a Vox AC30, the Dream 65, in that case think Blackface Deluxe Reverb, and they've just released the Lion 68, which is purported to sound like a Marshall Plexi Super Lead. I played through the first three, and they sound terrific, and they go direct to the recording interface, or to a PA, or to FRFR speakers. The one consideration that we have to take into account for a lot of these tools is that the devices are very small, and they're massively feature-rich, and that changing of settings on the fly may require more hands and fingers than you have available to work. They also tend to limit the number of foot-switchable preset settings that you can have easily accessible on the device. This means that there's an app involved, and for most all cases, that means some kind of tablet or smartphone with an active Bluetooth connection. I've used these functions with the UA units, and to be perfectly straight with you, I think that you need that along with you if you want to switch quickly between multiple amp tones on any of these app-driven devices. Now, it's not quite as evil a process as trying to work with an Eventide H9 Max using an app, but plan on having that tablet handy if you will go with one of the device families that delivers the best user experience via their tablet interface. I've done it, and I was very pleased to find that the Hercules brand of stands now offer tablet holders that will handle anything from the size of an iPad mini up to the largest iPad Pro. That's in fact the grip unit that I'm using, and it works terrifically. If you're only looking for a few amp sims, these pedals could be exactly what you're looking for. But if you want more amps, scenes, and more flexibility, you're better advised to consider a Quad Cortex or Kemper unit because you are not limited to a specific group of amps and cabinets. However, note that the default Kempers and the Quad Cortex don't have any power amps. There is a Kemper head unit that you can order that has a power amp built in, however. The basic units are best used with FRFR speakers, or direct to a PA, or, as I use them, direct to the desk. The same would be true for any pedal amp that does not have its own power amplifier section. The Blackstar units do have power amps, but they've been really nicely engineered, so you can also set them to go direct to the PA, 
and I think that's a nice flexibility in my own opinion. You can learn about all these products at the individual makers' websites, and I kind of encourage you to do that. However, best always to go try the unit for yourself that you're interested in in a guitar shop that actually stocks these kinds of things. What looks good on paper or on an influencer's channel may not sound good to you at all when you actually give one a try. Ask me how I know. I hope that you found the episode valuable and interesting. Thank you as always for listening. Please leave a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all. If you haven't checked out the articles at thatguitarlover.com, please do so. There's material there that just doesn't fit in a podcast. But for the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Ross Chevalier, and I bid you peace.